Welcome to the Basana Health and Wellness Podcast. At Basana Health, we focus on whole body wellness, connecting physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. We are wellness collaborators with our members, and we embrace our community partnerships. Basana Health promotes holistic and functional care while focusing on transformative lifestyle changes. Welcome to our podcast, where you can take a virtual step towards optimizing your own health and wellness. Welcome to the Basana Health and Wellness Podcast, episode number 22. Today we join our virtual wellness session where we're talking about the wellness benefits of daily movement. Listen in to learn all about movement and how it benefits the health and wellness of your body. Hello and welcome to our Basana Health and Wellness virtual wellness session. Today we are going to be talking about the wellness benefits of daily movement. In the next 30 minutes, you're going to learn about the health benefits of daily movement and how movement improves your body from head to toe. At the end of the webinar, hopefully you'll know ways to get started and how you can use movement to boost your overall health and wellness. Who is this webinar for? This webinar is for anyone that is in search of increasing energy and productivity, decreasing fatigue, improving vitality, enhancing mood, decreasing weight, and optimizing overall health and wellness. Does this sound like you wake up tired, low energy, low productivity, extreme fatigue throughout the day, low vitality, variable moods, suffering from energy slumps and maybe a little bit of brain fog? Have you noticed a little bit of increased weight, especially around your middle? If that sounds like you, don't worry. By the end of this webinar, hopefully you'll feel energized and want to start incorporating more daily exercise and movement. So what is the real problem? Why are you experiencing all those things that we just talked about? Basically, your body's energy stores are needing to be recharged. And by the end of this webinar, you will learn how daily movement will help benefit your body from head to toe and helps to boost your energy stores. Just a little background real quick about our virtual wellness sessions. We are Basana Health and Wellness. We're located in Lone Tree, Colorado. And I am Farah Butts, the functional medicine practitioner for Basana Health and Wellness. At Basana Health and Wellness, we offer many things to help boost your health and wellness. We offer bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, IV nutrition therapy, and then functional medicine. And functional medicine is centered on discovering the underlying causes of your health imbalances. We look at your whole body and we work to restore your optimal health function. We seek to discover the underlying cause of disease and using a systems approach, we come up with a patient-centered wellness plan that optimizes all areas of your health and wellness. With functional medicine, we believe in mind-body wellness, and optimal health requires that the mind, the physical body, and the spirit all be in balance. And with mind-body wellness, exercise and movement plays a really key part in having a healthy body, a healthy mind, and healthy energy. 
So why movement? Why do we like to talk about movement so much? And you may notice throughout this uh, discussion that we talk about movement as opposed to exercise or fitness. Unfortunately, many people have started to have a negative connotation or negative feelings when people talk about exercise or fitness. But really, we just need to have movement. Movement is a fundamental aspect of life. And movement is more than just exercise. It actually affects everything from circulation to digestion. It impacts your metabolism and immunity. And with movement, our bodies will regulate hormone activity. They will detoxify and breathe better. Movement is the essence of life. When we talk about exercise and movement, there's a continuum that we like to look at, and it goes from a sedentary lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle. And on the sedentary side of this continuum is what we call the couch potato. Someone that just sits on the couch all day, has minimal movement, maybe just watches TV while eating chips or pizza. And we move into the opposite end of the spectrum where there's the healthy athlete. And along this continuum, we can go from the couch potato to a pretty sedentary lifestyle to a non-sedentary lifestyle where we have moderate activity, at least 150 minutes a week. Along this continuum, we talk about something that's called NEAT, N-E-A-T, NEAT activity. And NEAT activity is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And the concept of NEAT is that throughout the day, we have movement. When we're taking out the trash, maybe we're vacuuming, as we're going up and down the stairs in our house, this is all considered NEAT activity. So it's activity that we're doing throughout the day. A great way to get in additional NEAT activity is even parking a further distance away from your job and walking into work, or perhaps taking the stairs instead of taking the elevator. At my work, I like to take the stairs. We're on the fourth floor, and even with taking the stairs every day for a year, by the time I hit that fourth level, I'm out of breath. Not sure why that still continues, but it's a great way for me to get an extra activity throughout the day. A little bit of more neat throughout the day. When we look at activity and movement, it's good to think about sedentary behavior. Unfortunately, throughout our lifestyle now, we have a lot of sedentary behavior. And most of it is because of our jobs, or perhaps we're just not as active because we are watching television, or maybe we're on the computer, or sitting watching our phones. But we have had a great increase in the amount of sedentary behavior in our lifestyles. When we look at activity, we talk about one MET. And one MET, one M-E-T, is the metabolic equivalent. And one MET equals energy expenditure while seated or at rest. So other activities work off this MET and then they increase as the level activity increases. So you can see the person that's there sitting and reading, their metabolic equivalent is one MET. But the person that is running will have a metabolic equivalent or a MET of 8 to 10. So as you increase your activity, the number of METs you expend increase. So we say that somebody has sedentary behavior if 
they have less than or equal to 1.5 mets. And sedentary lifestyle means that you're not participating in at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity at least three days a week for at least three months. So if seven days a week you're having low MET expenditure and spending most of the time sitting, you're going to be considered to have what's called a sedentary lifestyle. And many studies have shown that the sedentary behavior and the sedentary lifestyle has actually contributed to a number of the chronic illnesses that people are experiencing today, such as obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure. The more active we are, the better our health and wellness is. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recommends that we participate in moderate intensity cardiovascular physical activity at least three to five days a week for a total of about 150 minutes each week. So basically 30 minutes a day for three to five days. Or if you're participating in vigorous cardiovascular activity, that three to five days a week, you could be doing it for a minimum of 75 minutes. So the more active you are, the less the minutes required are for moving. And it's also recommended to perform eight to 10 strength training exercises weekly. As we will talk about this a little bit later, but as you build more muscle with strength training, the overall health of your body improves. So as you see from this pyramid, there's a lot at the base, that neat activity or incidental activity, such as walking, sweeping, taking the stairs, even cutting the grass. And then we move up to the more recreational activities, where it's recommended that three to five days a week we take part in a recreational activity. Maybe biking, swimming, tennis, hiking, even walking would fall into these categories. And then it's recommended to two to three times a week taking part in a strength or flexibility program and cutting down on the amount of TV we watch, sitting, playing video games, especially if we're sitting for more than 30 minutes at a time. We're gonna move into a portion of this webinar where we talk about the body benefits of movement, starting at the top and moving down to the bottom. So when we start at the top of our body, we talk about the benefits that movement can have on the brain. Exercise has multiple benefits for the brain. It helps calm the mind, it enhances focus, it helps us to maintain attention and increase memory. There's been multiple studies that even show that daily movement, such as walking for 15 to 30 minutes a day, can even slow cognitive decline. As we participate in exercise and movement, the brain actually produces more norepinephrine and dopamine. Both of these are neurotransmitters that help to boost mood. The more we exercise, the more oxygen we're bringing to the brain. And as more oxygen comes to the brain, we're actually building new brain cells. So we're helping the neuroplasticity of the brain. As we exercise and move, we also boost energy levels. It's been shown to decrease anxiety and depression, and it also helps to improve the quality of your sleep. And the better sleep you get, the healthier your brain is. During sleep is often when the brain detoxifies and helps boost 
and build those new brain cells and connections. As we move down to our lungs, exercise and movement has great benefit for our lungs. As we're exercising, we often breathe heavier and deeper, and this increased oxygen then travels to the brain, the body, and all of our muscles. This increased breathing helps with cardiac output. It helps our heart to pump better. It improves the gas exchange that's occurring in the lungs, so the oxygen that goes into our blood will be higher oxygen levels. As we're breathing heavier, the efficiency of our lungs improves. We'll have a higher volume of air exchange. And even the respiratory muscles will get stronger. So your diaphragm and the muscles that surround your lungs strengthen and improve. It's been shown that exercise and movement can help your immune system. And part of the way that it does this is that as you're breathing, the air exchange that occurs is more efficient and the increased oxygen flowing through your lungs helps to flush out bacteria from the lungs and airways. So it's been shown that better exercise and movement can even improve the amount of times that you may get a cough or a cold. Our heart benefits greatly from regular physical activity. Studies have shown that regular physical activity can lower our risks of heart and circulatory diseases by 35%. When we exercise, our heart works more efficiently and actually helps the body to lower the blood pressure. Our blood vessels have less plaque buildup in them and they actually have better vascular tension. And this helps to lower the blood pressure and also decreases the resting heart rate that we have. Even though your heart rate will increase with exercise and movement, your heart muscle strengthens and becomes more efficient. So then when you're at rest, your resting heart rate will be in a healthier range. Exercise and movement helps to decrease heart disease. And it even has been shown to decrease heart arrhythmias. So someone that may be suffering for, from something known as atrial fibrillation, they've done studies that have shown that exercise and movement actually decreases the amount of arrhythmias the patients have. As we exercise, the heart pumps faster and more efficiently, which increases the amount of oxygen and the oxygen carrying capacity in the blood. And this goes throughout the whole body bringing better blood flow to our muscles, our brain, and all areas of the body. And it's even been shown that by exercise and movement and this improved heart health benefits, cholesterol has shown to be improved with exercise and movement. So the HDL, the good cholesterol, improves, and the LDL and triglycerides go down. So an additional benefit of exercise and moving is having improved cholesterol. As we move lower down on the body, we talk about the pancreas. And the pancreas is an important part of the body because it produces insulin. And a number of patients that have type 2 diabetes have found benefit by increasing their exercise and movement daily. As we have increased movement throughout the day, 
we actually have improved insulin sensitivity in the body. With the contraction of our muscles, there's a better uptake of glucose in the cells. As we exercise excess sugar in the blood or excess sugar that's stored in the muscles or liver is used more efficiently in the body. And as blood sugar levels lower, the pancreas does not have to produce as much insulin to keep up with these high levels of glucose. Many people nowadays are known to be what's called insulin resistant, where the body has almost become resistant and has started to ignore the insulin levels in the blood. And then high levels of glucose are happening, which leads towards health outcomes such as type 2 diabetes. So by having increased exercise and movement, better uptake of glucose from the blood into the cells of the body, and less insulin being produced, our body has optimal health and wellness, and it's even been shown to lower the amount of people suffering from type 2 diabetes. Moving on down, we now talk about digestion benefits. As we exercise daily and move throughout the day, we see great benefits in our digestive system. There's increased blood flow to the muscles of digestion, so the stomach and the intestines all get improved blood flow. And this helps with improved peristalsis. And peristalsis is that contraction and movement throughout the digestive system that helps food to move through the stomach and into the intestines and then out of the body. As we exercise and move, they've actually shown that our gut starts to have a better balance of the bacteria within the gut. And as we have a healthier gut, it's been shown that people have an elevated mood. The healthier your gut is, the more the happy hormones of the body are produced, such as serotonin. And most of the body's serotonin is made in the gut, so the healthier the gut is, the more serotonin is produced, and the happier you will feel, as serotonin is one of those feel-good hormones. One of the greater improvements in the digestive system with increasing your exercise and movement is less constipation. Many people that suffer from constipation find that as they increase their exercise and movement, they actually have better bowel movements. And the better bowel movements you have, the better your overall health and wellness, as you're able to remove those toxins that may build up in the body. With the digestion benefits, they've also shown studies that with increased exercise and movement, people have fewer gallstones, less acid reflux, decreased feelings of hunger, and they've even shown studies that show increased movement has lowered the risk of colon cancer in many people. Another great benefit of movement and digestion is weight loss. And one of the areas that it's seen in is decreasing the excess amount of visceral adipose tissue. And visceral adipose tissue, also known as visceral fat, is the fat that lies behind your muscles. So it's not the pinchy fat that you can grab on your belly. That's more the subcutaneous fat. The visceral fat that we're talking about is the fat that lines the organs of the body. It lies behind those muscles. 
And as the amount of visceral fat increases, you actually increase your chances of more cardiovascular events. So you have more heart issues and more chance of something such as a heart attack. And it's been shown that the better you do with exercise and movement, especially when you add in strength training and build the lean muscle mass of the body, visceral fat has been shown to decrease. And we all should have a goal to have the least amount of visceral fat possible because that will optimize the overall health and wellness of our organs that it's lining. Next, we move into the benefits of muscle. Exercise and movement has great benefit to our muscles and the overall composition of our body. Basically, how we look, how we feel, how strong we are, how good is our posture? The better the exercise and movement you have, you increase your lean muscle mass, you'll decrease your fat mass. As your muscle mass increases, that visceral adipose tissue will decrease. People that are wanting to really decrease the amount of belly fat that they're seeing, by increasing lean muscle mass, especially those strong muscles of the body like your thighs and your biceps, you'll see great improvements to that belly fat as you increase the amount of lean muscle mass your body has. As we increase our muscle strength, we also will have improved posture, better balance, and better coordination. As we talked about earlier with exercise and movement, we have better blood flow, and with that improved blood supply, it will come to our muscles, and that extra oxygen in the blood helps our muscles to be even happier as well. It's been shown that people have fewer injuries and also have enhanced bone density when enhancing the lean muscle mass of the body. And with exercise and movement, strong muscles have been linked to longer living and also enhanced bone density. And as we age, our muscles will naturally decline but that doesn't mean that we can't have strong muscles and strong bones. In this picture, it's a cross-section of muscles in the thigh. So basically, it's taken some imaging and looking at the density, the muscle density of thighs. And that white core in the center is showing you the bone. And then the dark area around that white core is looking at the muscle. So the top picture is looking at a 40-year-old triathlete and the amount of muscle density and definition they have. They then show the 74-year-old that sedentary. So as we talked about that sedentary lifestyle where majority of the time is just sitting and you can see that white core in the center again is the bone and then a lot of white on the exterior part showing you fat layer and very small amount of muscle. So the muscle in this person has really wasted away and became very small. However, that doesn't mean that we're all destined to be that way. As you can see in that bottom picture is a cross section of a 74 year old triathlete. And this is showing you that the 74 year old almost has more muscle density than the 40 year old triathlete. So we can work to enhance our muscle density and muscle strength 
exercise and movement. Great ways to do that is resistance training or strength training. With resistance training and strength training, it's been shown that there's not only that increase in muscle density, but also increase in power and strength, better body composition, improved posture, and enhanced energy. And even doing things such as balancing can help build the strength of those strong muscles like your quadriceps. Even doing things like balancing on one foot, standing squats, taking the chairs daily, even doing things like Tai Chi or Qigong can help build and strengthen those muscles. And the more muscle density we have, we'll burn more fat, like we talked about just a bit ago. Because it's been shown that 10 pounds of fat burns about 20 calories, whereas 10 pounds of muscle is said to burn about 50 calories per day. So the more muscle density you have, the better calorie burn you'll have. We've talked about different areas of the body that improve with exercise and movement. So let's just talk a little bit about what can we do with exercise and movement. I think it's really important that we make sure that movement every day is fun. There's so many different things that we can do and ways that we can incorporate movement that doesn't have to be in a fitness center or a gym. I've included some pictures recently, just this past month, of ways that I've had opportunity to have more fun with movement. The picture on the left is a scooter that my daughter and I rented while we were in Memphis. And even though it was a powered scooter, you still had to do a lot of core engagement in order to get stability on the scooter. And then oftentimes there were parts of the city where we were exploring that they actually didn't allow the scooter to be motorized. So then you had to manually power it with your feet and your hands. So that was a lot of fun. The one up on the right was a, a group yoga class that my friend and I went to at Red Rocks here in Denver. And there was said to be 2000 people in participation that morning. And we did a sunrise yoga event and it was really fun and it lasted about an hour and it was a great way to get in some stretching and balance and exercise and movement and then the middle one was just the most recent one that we did my husband and I just spent six days in Cozumel and we decided not to rent a car or take taxis anywhere so we instead rented bikes and rode everywhere we needed to go on the island and it was a lot of fun just riding around and seeing the island from that perspective the longest ride we did was five miles one direction to the Money Bar Beach where we had a little restaurant there and did some snorkeling and then we rode back the five miles. But it was a lot of fun and a great way to have some fun with movement. Another thing that we're doing at our office this month is we're starting to train for the Colfax Marathon in October. And Colfax Marathon has a relay where there's five legs that are shared for the 26.2 marathon. And we actually have enough staff that we're going to do three relay teams. So three teams of the five legs. 
And we encouraged everyone to sign up that was interested. Many initially were worried that we would have to run, but we told them that we were running for team, not time. And so of these five legs, if people want to just walk it, they can walk or they can run, but it's a great way for us to incorporate exercise and movement into our office every day. And the legs of the relay vary from about four miles up to six miles. So it's a great way for everyone to get involved and have fun with a team competition. So we've started incorporating some training where at noon we're doing some walks and eventually maybe moving into some runs. But there's different ways that you can incorporate movement to have fun not only with yourself but also with the teams that you work with. When we talk about movement, a great way to look at it is a prescription for movement. And four parts of a movement prescription are F-I-T-T, frequency, intensity, time, and type. So each time when you look at movement, if you think about fit, you can incorporate these different things. So with frequency, we want you to be moving every day whether it's walking, running, hiking, biking, just move every day. Intensity, we talk about a sing test or a talk test or a heart rate test. When we talk about a sing test, a low intensity, you might be able to sing the opera. But by the time you hit a high intensity, you may not be able to sing at all. In a moderate intensity, you should be able to carry on a normal conversation without being out of breath. At a high intensity, you may not be able to talk as you're breathing heavier than you might uh, want to carry on a conversation with. The heart rate test is looking at low intensity versus high intensity. And in low intensity, you're going to keep your heart rate on the lower end, maybe 120 beats a minute, whereas a high intensity movement may get your heart rate up to 160, maybe 170 beats a minute. For time, we want you to aim for 30 minutes daily. If it's hard for you to get 30 minutes in at one time, try breaking it up. Maybe do a 15-minute walk in the morning and a 15-minute walk at night. Or maybe you do a 15-minute quick weight workout in the morning with a 15-minute walk in the evening. But the goal is to try to at least get 30 minutes a day, five days a week, but hopefully seven days a week, just so that you're moving every day. When we talk about type, there's different types of movement. Balance, cardio, strength, flexibility. They say that if you start with balance and build a strong foundation, it makes it easier to start moving into the other types of movement. So you can start incorporating balance with doing something as simple as when you're standing, just stand on one foot and then try shifting to the other foot. And as you get more stable with your balance, try standing on one foot and lifting your knee and then maybe lifting your leg out to the side. Or you can even try standing on one foot and doing squats on that leg. And then cardio, lots of different types of cardio exercises, running, biking, elliptical, even speed walking can be considered a cardiovascular movement. With strength training, we want to make sure that we're incorporating building up those lean muscles that we have so that we can get better posture and all the things that we talked about earlier with our muscles. 
And then flexibility is really important also. The more flexible we are, the less likely we are to have injuries. Even if it's doing something as simple as trying to touch your toes every day, or bending into a squat, or just stretching from side to side. It's good to have flexibility in the body as it has many great benefits. This is just a quick chart to show you some different types of exercises that fall into those categories, the balance, the flexibility, strength, cardiovascular, and it shows you also beginner, intermediate, and advanced. If you look at flexibility, for example, under low intensity, you could try stretching your muscles just to the point of tightness, and you can use a towel to help. Whereas an advanced might be stretching with a qualified trainer or physical therapist. And then under cardiovascular, beginner may be doing walking on a treadmill, whereas more vigorous and advanced would be running or biking. But just some great examples to consider when trying to incorporate exercise and movement. And if you look at the one bottom level there, those activities of daily living, those would fall into that neat example. So light housework or heavy cleaning, leading up to even shoveling snow or maybe shoveling rock or dirt or digging in the ground. Lots of different things to consider when adopting exercise and movement from a beginner low intensity level up to an advanced vigorous intensity level. When talking about exercise and movement, many people say it's really hard for me to do that because I'm in the office all day long, I'm sitting at my desk, and I really don't have the option to get out and move every day. This is just an example of how you can increase movement with office exercises. And one way to do this is to set an alarm, an hourly alarm on your phone, so that once an hour you're getting up and moving. So for example, if you look at Monday at 8 a.m., you may just do some chair stand-up sit-downs, 5 to 20 reps. And then moving up to the 1 p.m. exercises, just balance on one leg, alternating legs for 5 to 10 seconds. And then on Thursdays at noon, take a walk. Even just a 5 to 10 minute walk is a great way to add in some exercise and movement. Another great way to increase movement and have less sedentary behavior if you're in an office environment is to have standing desks. So if you have the option to where you can have a desk that moves up or down and you're able to stand, this is a great way to incorporate some movement and help to limit the amount of sedentary time that you're having. With movement, even walking every day has shown to have great benefits. If you could see on the left-hand side, walking 30 minutes a day, the top 10 health benefits, similar to those that we've already talked about, but just walking for 30 minutes a day can boost immunity, improve heart health, increase your lung capacity, burn fat, especially that belly fat, promote bone and joint health. It can help strengthen your muscles. It can help regulate your blood pressure. It can help control your cholesterol levels and your diabetes, it delays aging, and it can help reduce stress and depression. So all of those areas that, and benefits that we talked about at the beginning of this webinar, you can get those by walking 30 minutes a day. So like we said, if you can't do it in one set, even try doing a quick 15-minute walk 
in the morning and one in the evening, or even 10 minutes in the morning, 10 at noon, and 10 in the evening. Those 30 minutes a day can bring you great health benefits to your whole body. And just in closing, when we're talking about exercise and movement, a great way to stay motivated and see improvements is to wear personal trackers, such as a Fitbit or an Aura Ring. They often say that what gets measured gets improved. So as you move, if you have a tracker that's encouraging you and pushing you along, you may actually find that you incorporate more movement daily. Many people will actually set a self-goal of 10,000 steps a day. And having these personal trackers lets you know if you're going to meet that goal for the day. My husband has a goal of 10,000 per day and many days at the end of the day when he wants to go to bed if he hasn't hit that goal. Personally, he just wants to make sure that he's hitting that goal. So he'll even just go downstairs and walk on our treadmill for a few minutes just so he can pass that 10,000 mark. So a great way to be motivated is to track and measure the movement that you're getting every day. As we like to say at Basana Health and Wellness, it's never too early or too late to work towards being the healthiest you. So start today with incorporating something small, just little movements every day. Even if it's just incorporating and doing more of those neat activities, maybe parking a little bit farther away or taking the stairs instead of the elevator, maybe do some vigorous vacuuming and clean the house, but try incorporating movement every day. And like we just talked about, even walking every day will give you great overall benefits to your body. Next month in August, our virtual wellness session is gonna be talking about the health benefits of an autoimmune diet. You'll wanna make sure to connect on our Basana Institute at the end of August and catch that virtual wellness webinar on health benefits of an autoimmune diet. We'd love for you to reach out to us or connect with us online or by social media. You can always find us at basanawellness.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook, also at Basana Wellness. And you can always reach us at info at basanawellness.com with any questions that you might have. We look forward to connecting in the future, and I hope all of you are able to incorporate more movement into your day so that you can boost your optimal health and wellness. The Sauna Health and Wellness Podcast is brought to you by Atagi Plastic Surgery and Atagi Skin Aesthetics. Check us out at atagimd.com, A-T-A-G-I-M-D.com. We offer plastic surgery, skin aesthetics, non-surgical treatments, and hormone therapy. Some of the many things we offer include Botox, dermal fillers, Exilis skin tightening, Kybella, skin aesthetics, all therapy, Vanquish fat reduction, PRP hair restoration, PRP breast lift, and hormone health. Follow us on our website at atagimd.com to learn about all of our specials and events each month. Some of our specials include monthly discounts off products and services or wrinkle-free Wednesdays. Check us out at atagimd.com.